Hello and welcome to the We Started Podcast. That was a normal uh, sound. That was, was very good. <laughs> it's a podcast born for you. Continue. Uh, from the essence of last year's podcast, I am your co-host, Jeff. I am your other co-host, Nick. And we are a couple friends, half a continent apart, that would like to come together and share some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. And in this, uh, for the second week in a row, we are recording after everything else in this episode and the pre-episode is recorded. And Nick, I will tell you, I'm very proud of us. We are very efficient in our time and I'm probably not even going to have to say uh, that we have to record again tomorrow morning uh, because of how bad our podcast is this week. Oh, you I, are I giving me can, way too much credit here. I think I think <laughs> we might be able to string together something that's respectable, uh, unlike okay. unlike last week. But it worked out okay. I thankfully had the afternoon off, so we were able to make it happen. Uh, so I guess all of those things to say, we need to really, really focus on making sure this works because I can't <laughs> always take off Thursday afternoons. Um, uh, fair. Did I say all the other things? Yeah, I did. You 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 read through that that, that intro. Uh, yeah, but you did. You did at a dead sprint. Okay, so Nick, uh, AirPods. I multiple things here. Uh, first yep. off, AirPods. If you wash them in the washer, uh, clothes clothes washer, the things that you wash your clothes in, uh, yep. they get wet, and wet is bad for. Uh, headphones, as far as I'm aware, and based on my limited experience, is that based on science? True. I don't know if that's true. That doesn't sound real. Well, that doesn't sound real. Okay, based on one person's experience, <laughs> it's not <laughs> ideal. However, I on have one Jeffrey Shesser's experience, or <laughs> so. Okay, he, okay, a couple things. So let, let, let's just get where we're at. So we are now four or five days past the time where I had my airpods washed in our laundry Mm -hmm. um they're very very clean now (laughs) good 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 very (laughs) yeah not not dirty i got them out i realized what had happened like literally as they were being washed and i put them in this is like the most kansas (laughs) thing i don't know this is the most backwards way of drying out airpods ever i had a five gallon bucket and my AirPods and the AirPods case that they were in and a fan, a box fan sitting on top of it, facing down toward the five gallon bucket and just blasting them with air, hoping for the best. So that is <laughs> highly technical process here. Yeah. Putting all of that computer science, those computer science classes yep. to good use. Exactly. All that computer science to good use. Uh, and then I'll tell you what, Nick, I took them out after like a couple. Uh, actually, OK, I have to be. I have to come clean. Uh oh. That was the more respectable thing that I had done. Okay. Before that, uh, before I realized that I had a box fan and a five gallon bucket, I had a, I had the five gallon bucket, and a leaf blower with a twenty volt battery thing that I had, and I had a leaf <laughs> blower just blowing <laughs> it with it was bun, bun, bungee cord, uh, bungee corded onto the doorknob. <laughs> Jeff, I love you, but real quick, just as a just as a aside, what's okay. wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Uh, you and my wife both have this inquiry. Um, so I did do that, and I'll tell you what, Nick, they came back to life. Okay. It, are the, before I dive into the second half of this, Nick, I would like to know: Have you ever revived anything from 
I don't oh, know. Oh no, less, I've, less I've, likely I've scenarios. Tried, I've tried and failed. Um, I've convinced myself that my laptop that I had in college that I really just really didn't want to buy a new laptop for was going to be salvaged, and it was not. Um, I did not put my laptop through the, the washing machine. Unfortunately, that would be great. Did but, you try a leaf blower? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You know what? I think I still have its corpse around here someplace. <laughs> so okay. Get it out. I'll get it out. Okay. But, no. but the real reason why I wanted to bring this up was because Talk to me. you you you're still rocking that Android, right? Are you mm-hmm. yeah. living that Android life? I am. Yeah. So I lived the Android life for like a decade or so. Yep. I never like if you would have told me that this was a thing that I uh, I thought maybe two three years ago. I would have thought that like I was uh, men in black alien and like the the guy that like peels the skin off and is the alien <laughs> version of myself was like who you were talking to. I would have not had thought that this was a thing that I would have uh, thought to be true. I think how Apple has done AirPods is super fantastic and is a thing that I carry in my pocket the same way that I carry my wallet and my phone. And but- is that is a, a sentence that I would not have thought would have been possible. That I completely agree. I think when uh, they first came out, Apple got way too much undeserved flack of like, nobody's gonna spend that much money on earbuds, these stupids. <laughs> and like, they they're awesome. I I don't have AirPods. I have uh, the Samsung Galaxy Buds. One of the they have like eighteen. They've had like a million. I don't know the, which model I have, but I have some model. And yeah, I've had it for, Android, Android, something, something. So, exactly. Um, is exactly. it the same? Okay, so here's the here here's the reason why I enjoy the AirPods so much, is because um, and like I would even give this a nod toward the fact that they do this across multiple devices, but I I literally like especially like if I'm just going out of like if I'm driving to work, I take the AirPods out of their little thing and I pop them into my ears, and then I can push the little little sensitive button thing on the side and my podcast that I was listening to yesterday starts playing. Yep. That is amazing. And I completely agree. Okay. So is there like, is that how Android is nowadays or whatever whatever the last audio feed was? Um, the only thing that can be slightly annoying with it is that if I had a video open in Chrome, which is not often or anything, then sometimes it'll start playing that. So like sometimes I'll have my hands full and like, It'll just start playing like I, I am just showing how obsessed I am with uh, things. But sometimes it'll start playing a mountain bike clip, but it's just playing the audio <laughs> of, of course it, or it does. basketball of, clip. Of course it does. <laughs> so it's like I'm just hearing some, like a repeated like 10 second like highlight reel of like and Kyrie goes for the shot and Kyrie <laughs> goes for the shot. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to get that. Nah. And that's like the only uh, fail on that front. But yeah, as, as if I had anything else playing intermittently before that or i think if uh chrome goes out of memory uh it just plays whatever i had open spotify audible uh podcast addict whatever without getting into the details of the specifics of either of these i think having something where you can just pop on whatever listening device that you prefer and resume what you were listening to even if it might not always be the right thing is like so like so so useful like I, I really, really enjoy the fact that I can pop up my AirPods and pick up on whatever podcast I was listening to with basically no effort on my part. Uh, right. it, that is so nice. I really, so really enjoy it. I've thought about this kind of thing before. I don't want to drag your intro topic out forever, but um, mm-hmm. like I've thought about this before. 
it's not really that big of a deal if you have to unlock your phone, switch to a, the app, and then start playing it, right? It's like right. 10, 10, 15 seconds. But we have a huge premium and a huge, we get a huge amount of satisfaction out of convenience in our tech, right? Like I, I would take a, a, a like say I, I found a way better sounding set of earbuds that have a much longer life ba- a lifespan and are just as comfortable and whatever else, but they didn't do that feature. I'm not sure I'd, I'd want them. I'm not sure I'd want them. Yeah. I know I wouldn't go out of my way to get them because I'm perfectly happy with what I have. But like the the reason that I would like tell someone like, oh yeah, I like these is not because of the audio quality is exactly what you're describing. It is just the, like the convenience of it all is like perfect. It fits right in. It's how you want tech to be seamless. You don't want to think about tech, right? You want like your, your yeah. gad- I don't have that many gadgets because usually you have to think about them. My like brother-in-law will recommend, my brother-in-law is the opposite. He's a tweaker. Like he likes to experiment with all kinds of stuff and he'll recommend stuff to me and I'll just be like, you know, that sounds like a lot of, a lot of interaction and I don't really care that much. And that's not to say for other people that, that, you know, it isn't too much interaction or anything. But for me, I put a big premium on that con- convenience and like, Tech just integrating seamlessly is everything I want it to be, and I appreciate it. And AirPods totally, totally fit that bill. Based off something you said last week, so for the second week in a row, this is not really a great like a research topic. It's not like a thing that's happened to me this week. It's just a thing I wanted to pick your brain about, and I haven't done any research. And when I say that, I mean to say that I understand that like art as a broad topic is... Uh, There are philosophical discussions and essays written and debates that take place about things like art. Um, I took philosophy courses. I understand that philosophy is like a genuinely challenging subject to take to to dive deep into I have no good philosophical argument. I am not coming at this with any kind of like uh, really educated background. I'm just coming at it off the cuff. And it's basically I want to talk to you about subjectivity and art. Do you think that like art can be objectively good because we were talking about this last week and you texted me something as a response to us talking about movies and film and uh, television and whatnot. But, and you said, I think uh, that you are questioning whether you, the things you thought were just objectively good were just subjectively good and they just fit you. Um, So, so talk to me here. Do you think that art can be and like to that end film music, whatever can be, objectively good i think there are things in art and specifically if you want to go the movie route i do think that there are things that are i dare i say objectively good i, I, do. I would agree i okay. would agree but thank but gosh <laughs> i would tend to agree and it's really hard because even though we say that, that things would genu- genuinely af- or should generally affect people like almost universally. And then there, therefore, and like we should all understand things almost universally. And therefore, that thing should be considered, uh, uh, therefore, that thing is like objective. Not everyone experiences, uh, nobody agree. Like there is no song that has ever been put out that was loved by everybody. Right. Yeah. There's no movie that's ever been put out that was loved by everybody. Even though there are movies that do all of the things, or songs for that matter, that do all of the things that people in that industry tell you you should do, that te- that follow forms properly in a way that is genuine and is trying to speak to something that is universal and something that is a human experience and all that stuff. So I, I, it's something I struggle with all the time because I listen to music and I think like, 
some so, there's some music that I listen to and I'm like, okay, that's just awesome. That's just everything about that. Like there is yeah. like there's nothing to really take away that is negative about something. And I, I think the same way with um with like really good uh television is like there's some television that I watch and I just think like, okay, every character here is awesome, every character here is incredibly well fleshed out, the scenes are well fleshed out, um cinematography is great, the acting's great. What could you not like about like a well-written, well-acted, well-directed scene. But there are people who don't, wouldn't care. Or, or like mostly there would be people who uh, are just ambivalent to it. But there's also going to be people who just don't like it, right? Or can't get into it. Yeah. Or like, even if the, their version of can't liking it or not liking it, people don't have strong dislikes of television shows usually. They usually just are kind of ambivalent. But that's still kind of a refutation of my perception that like i watch something or hear something and i just think that it's objectively good and it's following things objectively well so is that a problem of me and my interpretation or is it a problem of the the person who is not seeing the things that they should be seeing that i think they should be seeing or is it a just the reality of things are subjective that is that is hard (laughs) <laughs> you, would, would you like to propose an answer nick uh you know i don't know I, it's probably the answer is probably that it, things are genuinely things, subjective uh, but yeah. like uh, but i don't know it's hard i kind of don't I, I just i still listen to the the right songs and think like this is just good like if you don't like this you're silly this is just you're just wrong you know what i mean you are uh objectively or subjectively wrong okay exactly. well <laughs> depending on whatever the truth is there uh we are getting ready to hop into our main topic this week which we are uh, very much looking forward to recording. This is definitely not recorded after the fact at all. Um, <laughs> Jeff, you already said that we do it. Are you already gosh, said- dang it, Nick. <laughs> Look, I gosh, appreciate it, you. Gosh, dang it, Jeff. Gosh, gosh darn it. I really appreciate uh, Brian McFadden from the Pigskin Party podcast for hanging out with us. We're getting ready to dive into that. Um Nick, is there anything that we need to talk about before we dive into our last topic? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the conversation we had with uh, with Brian. Um, we also recorded a Patreon-only episode. We didn't get a chance to mention that in the outro, but we do have a Patreon-only episode. And if you guys could, uh, ch- if you guys are interested to check that out, that you can find that at Patreon.com/slash/TyWasap. Um, otherwise, let's head over and listen to that part of the show. And for this week's main topic, we have for the second week in a row, this is absolutely unprecedented at this point, we are having a friend of the show on to come and talk to us about something that is fun and interesting to them, and I am definitely excited and think it is something that's going to be fun and interesting to us as well. So this week we are uh, having on the uh, host or co-host or however you want to call it. Uh, the uh, we can uh, say host. The, we don't. Will doesn't have to. Be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to take ownership here. Will's not going to listen to this. So There's okay. a whole other thing about that we could go down, but we're not going to. Uh, the host of the Pigskin Party Podcast, Brian McFadden. Welcome. Ah, uh, Jeff, Nick, thanks for having me. Um, I am an actual regular listener of the year we started a podcast, so uh, super excited to actually be a guest. Uh, guest number two, I'll take it as a high honor. That yeah, high. and you know, I've guessed it a couple times on yours and about to make it a third here at some point right. soon, and 
uh, quasi co-hosting because I'll be out of town next week. So you're going to have to deal with Will without me. Good luck. There, oh, buddy. that's interesting. <laughs> yep. Nick, you're going to t- you have to tune in because it's like probably going to be the only time they have to rein somebody in more than yourself. I was telling um, Brian before we started that I am actually upset with you because I have been listening to Brian's podcast. I listened to all the episodes that you co-hosted on and I listened to a couple others with uh, that I, to get a feel of the flavor of it without you. And I'm annoyed because I already don't have enough time for more podcasts, Jeffrey. <laughs> I don't. Sorry for making it so good that you want I, to keep listening, I Nick. Was, yeah. yeah I, I, I've got six in my queue right now. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> just, as long as just hit download. You don't have to just, listen to them. Just, okay, just download. Yeah. I'm good with it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So at this point, uh, Nick and I have already talked about a handful of really very interesting and fun topics. And now, uh, Brian, we would like to hear from you. What is your topic for this week? So this was an obvious one to me for a few reasons. Uh, I told you guys before we started recording that the first episode of Ty Was Sap that I started listening to was the Wayne Gretzky deep dive that yeah. I believe Nick headlined. Um, no, no, that was Jeff. That was Jeff. Was it Jeff? Okay. It was. Uh, I didn't remember the voices. It was my first time listening. I couldn't distinguish Jeff from <laughs> Nick okay. at the time. That's fair. I think I even texted you, which which one are you? Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> we, we met on Reddit. Um, yep. But I was just fascinated. That was actually one of my, I mean, you guys were funny, but I loved, that was my favorite part of the show is that the, like, greatness right i think we all as humans are just in awe of greatness totally um and so i when i got the opportunity to come on here i wanted to do another greatness and i I run an nfl podcast so it had to be a football player and uh, there's no way uh at all i'm doing tom brady i'm just there's no way (laughs) jeff knows you couldn't pay me so i'm like okay let me think of a great way too happy with it you you hold it over for you forever i know i know and and that alone is reason to avoid it um besides the fact that it would make me kind of like regurgitate in my throat Uh, (laughs) but no but i wanted to do somebody who's 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 still great nfl but maybe somebody who is is everybody knows is good but they don't know just how good so to me that was jim brown my first experience with Jim Brown growing up was watching all those NFL films where everything's in slow motion, right? Which I don't know yeah. why. Like, why do modern <laughs> NFL highlights are full speed, but like the the uh, Save Sagan, Sabin, whoever the guy was, like everything was in slow motion with the awesome NFL films music. But anyway, um, so I always knew he was good. Everybody said he was the greatest, but I knew his career was short, and I knew that everybody was saying I was the best running back ever. But I didn't know exactly how good. Uh, until I started to do a little bit more research. Um, so not the to, first not thing to interrupt. That, so like, uh, just like how it was like eight, seven, nine years, like nine seasons, long? nine seasons. Okay. He retired so before 30. Like yeah. he, so he was 29 when he retired, which is crazy in, in and of itself. Um, especially oh, I've got to mention Brady again, playing until 43 and he's, you know, he could be playing until yeah. 72 for all we know. Um, but that, that's where NFL players are going these days, but he's, uh, I mean, especially Adrian Peterson position, for sure. Yeah. Adrian Peterson is in his 30s, but 29, it was, uh, yeah. I know that's, uh, you know, I I know we all understand it, but with modern medicine and like positional differences, I feel like you can't really hold that against anyone that they don't have these prolonged careers. The same thing in uh, in basketball and from what I understand in hockey and stuff too, where it's like, you know, the older, older players, they just got beat up more. It's just the reality of it, right? Right. And they didn't have, like you said, modern medicine and some of the advances they've had technology to, yeah. to really treat these. Uh, what Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, uh, what was it, like four or five years ago? And it used to be you were out for like two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I felt that happen. And he came back in like nine months. So, uh, yeah, he didn't have, have the advantage there. Um, but still, he it wasn't even that he was beat up. Like, he just went out on top. He's like, nope, I'm good. I set all the records. Uh, so I'm going to go over some of the records because when he retired, he was the re- he had the record holder in the NFL for touchdowns, yardage, yards per carry, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had only played nine seasons. So That's one of the insane. things that I found out when doing the research specifically for this 
episode that I didn't know that he was also one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, lacrosse. <laughs> oh, so I'm telling you, so oh my football goodness. stars were good at everything. I, they did. Out, all the, the best cross sport athletes are all I did players. not expect this to go this direction. This is crazy. No, okay, I, I'm, good. I, God, I'm, I'm engaged. I'm surprised. I'm ready. Shock and all. Shock and yeah. all. Okay, so uh, he lettered 13 times. This is in high school. He lettered 13 times in six different sports in high school. And at Syracuse... Uh, he was a talent not only in football, but also basketball, track, and lacrosse. Now, apparently, now this is based on an article I read on Bleacher Report, but apparently, if you ask people who are into the lacrosse world, who's one of the greatest players ever to play lacrosse? Jim Brown. They just It just comes up. It's not even like, apparently, I don't know lacrosse. Wow. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the South. Lacrosse I, I can't is call like, you on it. Yeah. <laughs> is lacrosse, is that like the polo shirt company? I don't really know what lacrosse <laughs> is. But, but in the North, it's a thing. And obviously, um, he went mm-hmm. to school at, at Syracuse. So, But yeah, apparently, he set all sorts of records. And he's in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame, in addition to the NFL Hall of Fame. So that alone is like, okay, we're dealing with a different human being here. Yep. Um, but some of, the, some of the stats I want to throw at you guys. So you mentioned he, he played for nine seasons. He was selected as a first-team All-Pro eight of those nine times. So I only missed it once. All-Pro. I'm assuming the rookie Not year. Not bad. Not bad. <clears throat> That's, uh, yeah. Well, no, actually, it, it might have been his rookie year and then the next eight. Um, but he was a, a Pro Bowl all nine. Yeah. So for those who are, uh, aren't familiar with football, uh, Pro Bowl is voted on. It, it's, um, it's, it's players from both conferences. So there's an AFC and NFC representative, although that was, I think that was pre-merger. But anyway, All-Pro is just the best of the entire NFL. So it's a next step up. So he was an All-Pro eight times, Pro Bowl all nine seasons. Uh, the next closest running back to, to do that was, was like four. So he's at least two times <laughs> as good oh at my. running back. From I didn't a, realize that. Do you know who, pro. who was like, there, who's the There's that? a few. I think uh, Emmett Smith did four times, Barry Sanders, Heard maybe, Which maybe uh, <laughs> Walter Payton or Gail Sayers, one of those. Um, but four, all of them so, had four. He had eight. So at least wow. two times more than okay. any other running back. Okay. So as, um, a, as a total noob and outsider, the, or somebody who doesn't pay enough attention to the NFL, is all pro just the single single person position? Or is it like all NBA where they have like first team, second team, third team? First or? team, second team. They don't have third. Okay. So okay. all pro is just first so and second. Uh, and it's for the entire league. So that's, that's the Pro Bowl is conference. You know, so you have a better chance to make it the Pro Bowl than the All Pro. So first team, not the, that's a distinction. I'm glad you brought that up, Nick. Not pro, All Pro in general. First team All Pro, <laughs> eight times. Wow. Insane. That's, that's crazy. Was, that's wild. That's crazy. So we all know who who the NFL MVP was this year. Are we all football fans? Aaron Rodgers. Who was yep. the NFL MVP last year, Jeff? I'll throw a softball to you. Uh, well, Actually, I was, no, it was Lamar I, two years ago. <laughs> I was getting ready to pull up my jersey because I'm so used to wearing my Mahomes jersey. Uh, but no, so that's not uh, a Mahomes yeah. jersey you have. It on. is not a Mahomes jersey. We'll, we'll okay. get into this in a second. We'll get yeah. into that. I want, we're not on YouTube, so people have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. My show's on YouTube. I'm used to the visuals. Um, so he, uh, Jim Brown was named the NFL MVP. So my point was that it's it's usually quarterbacks. These days, it's almost always a quarterback. Right. Jim Brown was named the NFL NFL MVP three times. That's crazy. Now it's difficult for a running back to get in. He did it three times. And this is m- maybe the most interesting. To this day, he is the only running back in NFL history to average 100 rushing yards per game for his entire career. That's wild. That's wild. 100 yards which is, every which is single wild. game. Wild. That is wild. so wild. <laughs> you, Nick, you brought up his rookie season. He had a game, I think it was like week eight or week nine, yeah. uh, where he only ru- or he rushed for 237 yards in a game in his rookie season. <laughs> Even as somebody who's not who's not like intimately acquainted with the numbers, like that's that's insane. That's absurd. Yeah. That's like, multiple touchdowns all its own, right? I mean, it's, 
Yeah. People get celebrated for doing 100 yards. He did that almost two and a half times <laughs> in his rookie season. <laughs> here, I'm going to add some additional context here. One of the most fascinating things. So actually, you know what? I'm going to throw some stats and then I'm going to add the context. Okay. Because I think it's the right order. So um, in uh, Jim Brown's nine pro seasons, he led the league in rushing eight times. So that would have been the eight all pro seasons, I'm betting. No other running back has more than four rushing titles. So similar. He led the league <laughs> in NFL. Like for eight straight years, he's like, no, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. Um, he basically, broke- which like not to say that like, it was just eight seasons. That was basically his career. He was his entire the best. career. That's what every I was year. Say. He- is he basically just walks into the league? I'm the best. I'm on top. All of you guys can catch up, and I'll be the best until and I decide deuces. to hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> Later. yeah, yeah, just come in, dominate everyone, and be like, "Okay, I'm good." And I'm sure the league was like, "Jim Brown's retiring." Thank God. The defensive players, anyway. Right. Um, so he was the first running back ever to reach 100 touchdown milestone, uh, and did it in only 93 games. That actually has been broken since. So Ladanian Tomlinson uh, did it in '89, but still, up to that point. He played nine seasons, 93 games, broke 100 touchdowns. But here is the crazy thing. So he broke 1,200 rushing yards seven times in his nine-year career. But his first four seasons were only 12 games. (laughs) Yeah, that's... We're about to go to a 17-game season in the NFL. That's where we're like, I'm so concerned. I'm like, oh, man, everybody's going to think all these, like, single-season records are now, you know, going to be... Like, we... like. The the need for a per game uh, perspective on records has been needed for a very long time because like yeah. that this sort of stuff like you're hundred percent right like we're all concerned that like oh man this is going to be uh, this, all this stuff is all of our records are going to be all messed up because now we have a seven for a game one season. game change <laughs> right for a one game change yeah and like at this point yeah twelve to seventeen that's a pretty big gap uh, but those are still amazing amazing stats. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and we actually, here's, here's a shameless plug for my podcast. This upcoming episode um, that we haven't dropped yet, or we dropped today, uh, we talk about that exact thing, that the 17-game season, one of the factors and the impacts is that the records, right? Because it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier to get to 1,000 yards. It's gonna. Derrick Henry got to 2,000 yards yeah. uh, in an extra game. He probably could have got to 21, 2,200, right? This guy's doing over 1,200 yards four different times, and he and three of those years, he only had 14 games to do it. And then his, so how it breaks up, so they switched to 16 games, uh, I'm sorry, 12 games. So his first four of his career were 12 games, and then they switched to 14 games for five seasons. So even in his, at his best year, he's, he had 14 games to work with. Modern NFL players have had 16, they're about to have 17. Um, here's a line in the, in the Bleacher Report that I, that I really felt resonates for this. So he did for football what Babe Ruth did for baseball, and he revolutionized what people thought a running back was capable of accomplishing. Because he was just so yeah. much head and shoulders ahead of, ahead of everybody, certainly at the time, and certainly since. Because he's still, no one has been able to break his averaging 100 yards per game. Uh, and this is a time when everybody knew they were running. This was a run-heavy NFL. This right. wasn't the past. I mean, it's like you knew what yeah. they were going to do. They were going to give it to Jim Brown 20 times a game, and it was your job to stop them. And the, the interesting, I mean, the comparison like that, so you don't hear that kind of comparison to me often in sports because... Ruth was literally a hundred years ago. It's a different. It's a different time in the world. Right. Like athletes weren't even. So that to me, that kind of comparison is like not just. I, I don't know. Assuming you make it in good faith, that's rarefied air, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't make those comparisons lightly. Ruth is is to say generational. He's multi generational right. as far as his how epic of an icon he is for baseball. Right. Jim Brown, 
based on this, uh, I think fits the mold for football. So what are your thoughts? Because I remember originally texting you uh, about uh, NFL players as a potential topic, not necessarily that we were inviting you to the show at that point, but like I, I at some point want to talk about Barry Sanders because he's from Wichita, which is a stone's throw from where I live and where I work currently. And um, like I can I can go to Barry Sanders field and go run around <laughs> and stuff, um, which he you do is often, another person. What you do that often, I know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I would if I lived by Barry Sanders Field. I think I'd take yeah. a few laps just to say I did. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's another person who uh, had a very short career. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on the comparison between the two? I mean, they have some fantastic career highlights. They're definitely definitely different runners, completely but, um, different running styles. Yeah, yeah, but but similar trajectory. I think he um, Sanders was thirty, uh, so I think maybe one extra yeah. year he got in. Uh, but but yeah, he similarly just was. And he played on such a bad team. So here's a, something I forgot to mention. Jim Brown actually won, it was before the Super Bowl era, but he won a champion, a, a NFL championship with the Browns. Okay. So that's the last time the Browns have won a championship. So Jim Brown was on a good team. Barry okay. Sanders never played yeah. on it. He, he dragged some of those Lions teams along, and I think they made the playoffs a few times but never got farther. Uh, but he was a completely different runner. He was very shifty. So they, they were very hard to tackle for different reasons. Jim Brown literally would just run at you, and it would take two or three guys to bring him down every time. <laughs> Barry Sanders, you just couldn't even lay a finger on him because he was so shifty. Uh, but I think he could have, he was certainly on a similar path. Uh, the NFL was definitely becoming a little bit more pass heavy at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was a little easier for somebody like Jim Brown to, to rack up the stats because it just wasn't a passing league yet. Right. Uh, but I think that's a close comparison. And that what, what could Barry Sanders have done if he had four or five more seasons? Uh, and it's an interesting case study that both of these guys, they didn't retire because they got injured. They didn't retire because... Which is what I assumed yeah. when he said that they were short, a short career. But. Right. No, they're just like, no, I've done everything I'm going to do in the NFL. I'm good. Drop I'm the mic. For, yeah. That's for, what I was going to say. That's kind of an unknowable feeling for the rest of us. But I, I, it makes sense if you just dominate so hard for 10 years or nine years and you've won championships. What do you have to prove, right? What's there to prove? Oh, I, I will say if there's one other running back who might have been also a similar comparison but never got a chance to because of injuries is Bo Jackson. And that yes. he was so dominant for like one season in yeah. the NFL and like one season in baseball. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, and then he got that, what was that horrible hip injury that just completely ended his career. But he was a similar run into Brown in that first, but he was actually a combination of the two because Bo Jackson was insanely fast. Like once he got past the second level, it didn't matter who you had on your team. You couldn't catch him. He was the fastest guy on the field at all times. But also, if you tried to tackle that guy straight on, <laughs> uh, yeah, you would have a fruit, you know, bruises, possibly broken arm afterwards. Yeah, he was a special talent for sure. Um, who in the modern NFL do you feel like you would maybe like if you had to pick somebody to compare to uh, to just the the Jim Brown aura of what they can bring to the game like is there anybody that you would even remotely compare that to or do you feel like he's he's a man apart i will say adrian peterson because technically he's still he's looking for a team he's not yeah. ready to call it throw it in yet but he's so tech we'll call him modern but in the beginning his rookie season and when he first came onto the scene after coming out of Oklahoma, it was amazing he, he I, was just another level it, it the fact that somebody because a lot of times these running backs um, have to take a little time to get going. They don't necessarily, he just hit the ground running. Like he was unstoppable from the time he started in the league. Um, so I think he is the closest comparison. He certainly has racked up a lot of stats and records, but that's 
due to not only his talent, but also his longevity, the fact that he's still playing in his mid thirties. Um, he also had a lot of injuries that took him out of seasons, but, uh, but I would say that's the closest it's still, but even that shows you as good as he was, it's still, he's still a a whole notch at least down from, from where Jim Brown is. I agree with that. And, uh, pre-injury AP was certainly super, super fun to watch. And like, I've had, I'm so happy to have had the pleasure to watch him, um, I was at least old enough to do that, um, yeah, which, you know, in all fairness, like I also got to see Barry Sanders and uh, I remember definitely a handful of times, especially in his like one of his highest yardage seasons where he was potentially going to be uh, pushing toward the the single season rushing record. I definitely remember a lot of those games, but I like he was super fun to watch, but I definitely remember so much more of Adrian Peterson and like it definitely felt like for me anyways, the most recent time that I felt like there was like a transcendent running back that I was watching in front of my eyes. There's been some, some splashes here and there uh, since then, but nobody that has felt that strongly as a person who was disrupting the position the way that he did. You do have some, some even more modern running backs that are just completely changed the position like Christian McCaffrey, like Alvin Kamara, where they have very much almost just used almost as much as receivers as they are as running backs. So if you're talking about all purpose yardage, that's a whole different thing. Although uh, Brown actually, he averaged almost 10 yards per reception. So, I mean, they were, he actually had some decent receiving stats as well, but it's just, they weren't utilizing running backs in that way. Whereas yeah, back then, yeah, that was Christian McCaffrey had a thousand yards rushing and receiving two years ago. So clearly and Alvin Kamara will have seasons where he's got 60, 70 receptions. Um, so they're just they're just getting them involved more in the passing game than they did in Brown's time. Which Nick, if you haven't watched some CMC highlights, I'll I'll, I'll send some text you to you. You, I, you, I you need to that. catch up on on that because okay. like that dude is he is awesome. I love I love me some CMC and and Camarche, like that definitely. Okay, so uh, okay, let me, let me get one in. Uh, so you said that Jim Brown was utilized a ton more, and that his era they were using uh, running backs a lot more. So is his? Uh, I, I assume that yards per carry or yards per attempt or whatever is, is something that attracts. Is that is he elite in that stat as well? Third all time. yards per carry. Okay, hey, hold on. I just, hold on, pause. This is too perfect of a, uh, this, okay. Uh, So uh, talking about yards per carry, Brian, do you want to guess who my jersey is? I want to test your NFL. Jamal Charles? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. So every, I got your your Sean Alexander jersey right on my podcast (laughs) and Jamal Charles on yours. Very, very impressive. I am uh, qualified to run an NFL podcast. All right, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to, I don't mean to derail. Jamal no, Charles definitely had some amazing years in Kansas City, especially from a, a yards per carry standpoint. Uh, and, and, was, and, and to your point, he is one of the two ahead of Jim Brown for yards okay. per carry. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, is do you think that's a product mostly of uh, being able to overload a player like Jim Brown? And I, I also think that it, I almost feel like it's uh, an irrelevant thing because just like conceptually if you're a, a player that's being utilized more often people can game plan for you more often you get to be less opportunistic about when you do when you are uh utilizing carry right but right um is it, i mean you see that in the modern nfl with with derrick henry once the if teams feel like they can if they're not scared of the pass game that yeah those and as great as henry has been he's led the rushing led the nfl in rushing two years in a row but he can have games where he can get shut down because they literally just right go all out to to stop him that makes sense and I was going to say, like, is that like an effective uh, game plan? But it sounds like it is, right? But, but think, then again, if that's the case, 
Jim Brown was still averaging 100 yards a game. Right, like right. It, it wasn't working. <laughs> I, I think that that's what I was going to say is like I think that is probably the best case for it is like it, this was a time when uh, rushing the ball was what you did. And everybody knew that Jim Brown was the guy to do that. And it didn't matter. The dude right. still has put up transcendent stats throughout that entire time. Like there are so like. Rushing the ball is very straightforward, especially uh, if you think of that from something that is now because he played in the 60s. Man, I'm feeling bad with my is 60s. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yes. In the 60s, uh, so, right before the Super Bowl era. So like uh, mid 60s. I think his yeah. first year was 62 or something. Yeah, yeah we, we, we won't fact 57. check it. But 57. 57. That's yeah, right. We'll get into that. Like, like Brian yes, said. Please fact check. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, we're talking about an NFL that has completely evolved over that time, but that was at the heart of the game back then. Like, that was what you did, and there was no, like, worrying about uh, how to game plan for an elite passer. Like, it's not like somebody who was, you know, uh, alongside somebody like you know, Pat Mahomes, not to use, you know, the Homer no, example. No, throw throw like, in the Chiefs. Yeah, go ahead. I, I have to, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, it really, it really was like a much less multidimensional game than it was or that it is nowadays. And so to see somebody dominate in an area where it was so obvious that that was going to be what was happening, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, Brian. I think that's super, super impressive. And he definitely has uh, a very strong case for being one of the best, if not the best uh, rushers of all time. He's a very fantastic. Like, and, and if you haven't seen the highlight reels, uh, he it, definitely was a part of the crowd uh, or, you know, a part like he was distanced from the crowd as far as the people that he was playing against back then. Is that so, the general me, consensus that he's the best of all time or in the conversation with San I, I know I've heard Sanders uh, as. Not, not necessarily the best of all time. I, I'm out of touch there's, with this conversation. Uh, there's debate. Uh, Walter Payton, number yeah, okay. of people will put him in there. Um, Emmett Smith, even simply because of this all-time rushing leader. Um, okay. LaDainian Tomlinson uh, was certainly a great. He was a little bit more of their receiving back, but he's obviously, he set the record for most touchdowns in the season with 28. He has the most rushing touchdowns in a career. Um, I want to say it's like 120. Uh, sure. But, so Jim, ba here, here's the last thing I'll leave with Jim Brown. You're good. Um, Despite only he only played a total of 118 games and he never missed a start. So this is a guy who's taken a pounding. Also an Ironman. And a physical yeah. and and I mean if, if you're playing all these other sports, yeah. Uh he retired as the all time I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I'll give the actual stats. He retired as the all-time leader in single season and career rushing yards. So he had uh almost nineteen hundred yards in nineteen sixty-three. So that was a fourteen game season, but still fourteen games. He had 1,863 yards. Put two more games on there. That's easily going over 2,000. Yeah. Uh, and he finished with 12,312 career yards, 106 rushing touchdowns, um, 126 total non-passing touchdowns. He actually kicked, did some kick returns, too. He had like 600 kick return yards. Why not, right? Of course I love, he did. I love early yeah. days of sports when you're like, yeah, and of course our star running back is also our punt returner, of course. Who was it? J Jim Thorpe was like the kicker, and you know he <laughs> yeah. just did everything. He went More in, in, in a, he was the referee at halftime. You know, so why not? <laughs> details, um, and and all-purpose yards. So his all-purpose yards were 15,459. He's still the only player ever to lead the league five times in all-purpose yards and he did that from 58 to 61 and then in 1964 as well damn well that is i mean i've really enjoyed this i damn. i definitely knew uh i i enjoyed the greatness of uh of jim brown but like i had no idea the to, to the extent that he dominated in his era 
um you you hear things but to, to hear somebody describe that is like like that was a lot of fun like in the same way that you enjoyed our gretzky episode i enjoyed this uh much same. as well I mean, yeah. as an outsider who knows these names and, like, knows, like, yeah, yeah, I know Jim Brown's an amazing running back and stuff, and I know he played for the, uh, I know he played for the Browns. And that's, like, all I really know is, like, old-time, awesome, played for the Browns. And, and like, he acted really in cool Mars Attacks, so, oh, you know, let's not I forget no that. Idea. <laughs> See, look, <laughs> it, just, it keeps getting oh, better. He, he's great in that. He's great. He plays, like, in a retired boxer who punches some Martians. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I can't talk to you about movies I haven't seen. So. <laughs> no, no, it's true. But I have watched a number of Parks and Rec, so hey. my wife is watching with me. We are watching it at night. This is, like, hey. a thing now. We are, hey, Nick, we are rolling. You, We're, like, four episodes into season two. I so. Oh, okay, okay. You're getting to the good part. You're getting to the good part. Good. <laughs> Yeah, keep keep with it. Um, anyways, uh, so thank you so much, Brian, for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, Brian is of the pigs or pigskin. Oh, I'm so sorry, the Pigskin Party <laughs> Podcast um, at official PP Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and all the other places where I I don't plug our own thing. Is but there not Snapchat I'm, like not, you guys? Not Snapchat. Good man. <laughs> not Snapchat. At a Got to take a stand somewhere. <laughs> Any, anything I'm missing, Brian? Or did I hit the, uh, no, I that's it, man. Uh, Jeff, Nick, super excited to, to get on here. Thanks no, for I'm having super me. Glad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, looking forward to. I'll uh, we'll do this again. I'll, I'll find another obscure uh, athlete just as an excuse to get back on here with you guys. Hey. It, it, yeah. Anytime. I'll take man. it anytime. Nice. All right. Well, Nick and Brian, thank you so much for potting with me. You're welcome. This has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>